0: Let's just tidy things up here a little bit. What a day, huh? I, I enjoyed it. You look, like, you look like you did too. I will start officially when I get over here. We're so grateful for those that do sound and video, and we try not to throw them off too much. Thank you so much, men and ladies. Wow, thank you everybody for what a wonderful service that it's been so far. It's been kind of fun, hasn't it? An advanced bell piece today. You don't just do that without practice. And we had some good old-fashioned foot-stomping hymns singing. <laughs> and my favorite local folk musicians. And Pretty sweet. I like to think of myself Kind of like Barnabas. If I chose a trail name for myself, I would choose Barnabas because I aspire I aspire to be encouraging. And that's what that nickname meant. Son of consolation or son of encouragement. That's what I would choose. And I am excited. I'm glad to have a happiness in my soul because I have a powerful truth from the Scripture that's a message of encouragement for you today. So take a deep breath, let it out slow. This is intended to be a message of encouragement today. Today I want to show you from scripture that the local church is God's plan for this age. There are ages to come and we love to read books about them. We love to hear about the ages to come. There's a There's there's an age to come in which we will, they they just sang about it, in which we'll be in the presence of the Lord and when believers that have been separated in sadness for years will be reunited and our faith will be sight What an age that will be. There are ages to come. But before we get to the ages to come, we have this age in which we live. And we should understand it. And the age in which we live is the age of the church. The church is God's plan for this age. And I heard a man once say, the local church is the hope of the world. It shocked me the first time he said it. I thought, sounded like overstatement, but I've thought a lot about that. Is that true? Is the local church the hope of the world? How could it ever be? We know the local church as an imperfect thing. C.S. Lewis wrote the Screwtape Letters. It's a fictitious rendering of one demon talking to another demon. And ironically, it's very humorous. And in the book, the older demon says to the younger demon, here's what I'm paraphrasing. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to point out how weird Christians are. He did not use those terms. He uses kind of a sophisticated British wit. But I want you to point out the idiosyncrasies and the weirdness of Christian people. When you go to church, I want you to point out their double chin, he says. I took that one personally. Uh, I want you to point out if if they're kind of oily or if they've done something dishonest. And keep them distracted. But but he says this, the older demon says to the younger demon, "Don't Don't ever let them see the church as it really is, holy like a mighty army going back through time bearing banners for God. It is in this text, in Ephesians chapter 3, actually it's the text that we had last week in chapter 2 and the text in chapter 3, which are one idea, that we have some of the richest teaching in the Bible that, that profoundly proves what I just said. The local church is the hope of the world. The local church is God's program. Now You might think, why is that encouragement? Why is this going to be a message of encouragement? Sounds to me like one more of those you ought to give more, do more, and be more committed sermons. And if that's what you take out of it, well, it wasn't me that said that. I'm just, I just want to say, if you contribute to the local church, if you participate in the local church, if you attend the local church, if you help turn the Bethel wheel, you should be encouraged by what you hear today. Because it's what the Bible has to say. In the passage last week, and today shows this is powerful, indisputable, and inspiring way. And this is even true in the, in the simplest and most organic expressions of the church. I'm going to close today, if I have time, with a story. We've, had, we've got plenty of time to preach here, but I'm going to close today, if I have time, I don't say a bunch of other stuff, with, with a powerful testimony of how a very tiny, simple church was profoundly used of God in an amazing way. We'll see if we have time for that. But more importantly, I want you to see the church in this passage because what Paul does is he introduces the idea and he calls it a bunch of other things before he calls it the church. He does this in a beautiful kind of masterful literary way. It's kind of he's hinting, what is this thing? What is this thing? It's a foreshadowing. What is this thing? What is this thing? And then suddenly it's like, and then he names it, almost like, thank you. He names it, the church. I'll show you that first thing, we'll read the text, but remember last week when we were in Ephesians in chapter 2, when we got to the end of that passage, he's talking about this thing in our age where the Jews and the Gentiles are together in pursuing God, and he says it's a new man in verse 15, a new man. He, made, he created in himself a new man out of the two, a new man, a new humanity, if you will. And then in verse 19, he says, You are fellow citizens. You're the same city or nation. You're, 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 this, and what is this? These are these are other names for the church, God's plan for our age. And then in the same verse in chapter two and verse 19, it says, We're members of the household of God, a new family, a new humanity, a new nation, a new family. Do you remember that from last week? I'm sure you remember. And then, it, then it, 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 the, the apex of this, the most, the powerful climax of this, like, and, he, and it's like drawing your breath. The new temple. And then he gets on holy ground, saying, "The church today is the place where God shows up in His glory presence, the temple." He uses that language. anybody would have understood? And all the imagery. And then he he salts that throughout his epistles. The church is the temple. Sometimes we say, I am the temple, but the yous in the New Testament are almost always y'all. They're almost always plural. Read them plural. You all are the temple, You're the place of God's glory presence. And then, we're going to read it in a minute, but when we get to chapter 3, of course, obviously chapter 3 is a continuation of chapter 2 because it says, for this reason.